back with another episode of the 132 Breeze Podcast. As always, this is Marlo joined by Casey. Week one of the NFL football all weekend. Yeah. I'm fired up. You ready to go, Casey? I, I'm ready to go. I'm excited. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, a Friday, a Saturday of football, a whole, a whole Sunday of football, all footballed out. I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah. How are you feeling, man? How are you doing? Man, it's going to be a Jekyll and Hyde episode here, I think, <laughs> for me, because we're going to start out with Badgers, which is good, Packers, not good. We're going to rebound with a little bit of uh, some of the other stuff I throw in the end that, you know, you don't may not particularly care about, but, you know, those were good newses for me. Uh, so it's going to be kind of a roller coaster ride of emotions here uh, for me. But uh, so, yeah, I'd say right. on the whole, you know, the most recent thing was the negative thing. <laughs> so, 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 okay. So here we are. All right. We are. Well, we got a lot to get to. So we yeah. might as well dive right in. Um, as you talked about, we'll start with the good, which is the Badgers victory over Eastern Michigan at home 34 to 7. 34 to 7, Marlo. It was a comfortable beatdown from the couch. How was it for you and the stadium? Ah, night game, man. It was good. Uh, yeah, it, it was good. I'll talk a little more about it later. But Okay. Yeah, no, but the atmosphere inside the stadium was great. It was um, the Hall of Fame induction weekend. Okay. Uh, so every, you know, during the timeouts, there was. You did an introduction from each of the the people that got, or each of the athletes that got introduced, you know, by sport. Uh, Bo Ryan went in, so Bo was there with John oh. Lure. That was uh, that was good to see. John um, Lure, okay, yeah, John Lure, John Lure, Gabe Karimi from the, nice, uh, nice, yeah, uh, got in. So that was that was that was good to see. Obviously, um, with the lights out, magic in the air. I really like the cell phone light thing that the students are doing i think it looks cool in the backdrop of mm. the night and um yeah just a great atmosphere once again camp randall at night it's back i guess even flip phones back in the day lit up when you opened them so i guess it's gonna be old old <laughs> yeah. man about it i didn't know it was a night i didn't realize it was a night game hmm. until i don't know too late in the week than it should have been. I felt a little sure. disappointed in myself for not knowing that because I think we probably would have brought it up last week uh, if I had known that. But yeah, it is cool. Just it's just different, as they say. It hits different uh, at night. So it does. Um, good, good to hear it, it came across like that on TV. Glad to hear it was like that there. Let's get into our segment: the good, the great, the bad, the ugly. Marlo, I'll just kick it off uh, with. The, the good was one of the things we wanted to see out of this game. We talked last week about a lot of things we wanted to see. The offensive line controlled the game, and they came in, and they did. They just – it was a solid, we're here, we weigh 50 pounds more than each of you. You know, uh, we're going to control this game. And and they did. I mean, to put numbers to it, uh, Marlo, the Badgers had uh, 518 total yards, uh, 352 that was on the ground, and I think it was just under 200 in the first half of rushing yards. And I think their first 16, 17 plays were runs. And they just said, we're coming out, we're putting you know our weight out there, our strength out there, we're controlling this game in the offensive line after a very tough weekend at Penn State did that here against Eastern Michigan. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just put our authority into it. Control the line of scrimmage. That's football, right? Whoever controls the line of scrimmage most of the time wins the game, and that's exactly what we did from the get-go. And I, I think that bleeds into my good, which is um, 
more overarching of yep. cleaning up cleaning up mistakes. Um, obviously, we mentioned the O line. That was a big that was a big glaring uh, disappointment against Penn State. Uh, you know, we had, we knew we knew Eastern Michigan would be a make it right game, but. Mm-hmm. On top of that, it was good to see that they did just that. They dominated like they're supposed to. There wasn't any question about it. Um, on the defensive side, obviously, the, the domination continued. And as far as the starters were in, you know, there, you know, obviously there's always things you can clean up, but there wasn't any glaring mistakes. We had no turnovers on offense as far as when the starters were in. Um, and, you know, just move, being able to move the ball when we wanted to. Mertz giving, you know, not having a numbers-wise a – uh, you know, popping off the sheet game, but mm-hmm. it was efficient, and he did what he was asked to do, and that's all you can ask for. Yeah, his stat line, 14, 17, 141 yards, so it's not going to you know win any Heismans or anything, but he converted some thirds down, made some seam passes that you, I, I don't know, it just seemed like, as you mentioned, get right passes. Like, get him yeah. in rhythm, get some passes he feels comfortable with, get Danny Davis, Kendrick Pryor, get them in space, see what they can do. Uh, and it just seemed like a more, when they did pass, which again was only 17 times, well, I guess 20 times if you count Chase Wolf, uh, <laughs> 17 times for Mertz, uh, when they did pass, it seemed to be a little bit more down the field and a little bit more uh, what you would want from a, an opened-up offense with a, a good quarterback. Yes, sir. All right. What was your great, Marlo? All right. Moving on to my great. Um, so great. All running backs were on display yesterday. <laughs> um, every yeah. single one. We had a burger sighting. We had a burger yeah. sighting. Um, so that was, you know, that was good to see. Um, so it's still, you know, being the, the bell horse of the running back clue, uh, the running black room, as they say. Um, but yeah, as I think you put the stat out there, right? Was it? A resilient rushing yards total. Yeah, five hundred, uh, three hundred fifty-two. Excuse me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, three hundred three hundred fifty-two running yards behind that O line we just talked about. Um, it was good to see everyone, all four of them, got a touchdown as well. We did everything from you know sticking it in, into on goal line to a how long was that run? Sixty-yard run, touchdown run. Oh no, uh, it was more than that. Eighty-two. Was it, was it eighty-two? Oh yeah, 82. yeah, eighty-two yard uh, touchdown run. Um, so a little bit of everything thrown in by all the running backs, and that was cool to see. Yeah, it was. It was good to see Berger again. I don't know what exactly that was. I, I don't think we ever found out exactly why he didn't play uh, in the opener. It was good to see him back out there. He had 15 carries, so the second most totes among the running backs. Uh, Grendo had the long run, as you said. Uh, Maluzzi had 144 yards. He becomes the first running back since Corey Clement in 2013 to have 100 yards in his first two games. So uh, I guess... This is good. Good? Yeah, I was going to say elite company, and then I was like, well, but Jonathan Taylor didn't do it. <laughs> so like that's kind of you know one of the... The standards, so I got yeah. kind of hung up on that, but yeah, pretty good, pretty good to have over 100 yards in each of your first two games, especially considering Penn State was one of them. And then my man Braylon Allen uh, coming in at the end, uh, seven carries, 30 yards, his first touchdown. Uh, the four touchdowns were spread out amongst the four running backs who got the majority of the of the carries. Uh, he's only 17 years old, Marlo. He's going to be yeah. pretty good. He's going to be. Pretty, I got really excited. Text you about it <laughs> you did, during. You did during get no, I texted you. Did I text you during jump around about it, or was it? Uh, 
bedtime. I, it's bedtime by me to. to I forget what text. it was. Yeah, but I, I just was like, wanted what? to give you wanted to give you a break uh, from from jumping around. I know. Yeah. Could be. Uh, yeah. Running backs. It kind of tails off of the offensive line, but yeah, it was great to see the running backs get going. Uh, mine is. I think I said this is might be every week here. Great is the defense. Um, I mean. They pitched a shutout. The team didn't, but the defense yeah. pitched a shutout. Uh, they gave up a total of, uh, where's my total yards here? 92 yards, uh, 76 through the air, 16 rushing. But when it mattered, uh, you know, through the first three quarters, I think they had 44 yards. Yeah, I was uh, Gave up a couple passes towards the end that they probably wouldn't have if it was a close game. But under 50 yards kind of through three quarters of the game was absolutely amazing. They just... Didn't let Eastern Michigan get Michigan get any sort of of offense going whatsoever. I mean, the stats aren't eye popping just because there weren't a lot of plays that <laughs> that uh, Eastern Michigan had, but it was just a complete domination and control of the game by the defense. Uh, and I gave them a chef's kiss here on my notes, so I nice. wanted to get that wow. across, which goes over really well, I think, when you explain <laughs> the chef chef's kiss as opposed to see it. So I just wanted to, to do that. So there you go. That was my great Marlo. Uh, I will stick with the bad. Yep. Hard to pick a bad, really. Uh, there wasn't much. I'm, we're going to have, as you'll see by what we say here in our uglies, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with penalties because we talked about cleaning things up. Penalties kind of one of the things you look out after the game. I looked down. Seven for 60 seems like a lot. One for 15 was uh, Bruss's, um personal foul, which I'll talk about more in a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you take that out, I guess. You know, six for 45 doesn't seem terrible. I think there was a couple holdings, a couple false starts in there. Nothing significant, but just in a game like this where you can control so much, I'd like to see that number a little bit lower. It's a nitpicky thing, I guess, yeah. but my bad is going to be penalties just because I'd like to see, if we're talking about a clean game against an inferior opponent, this is something you want to see cleaned up a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a facet of the game that, you know, we, we want to get get tidied up. Um, I, I can agree with that there. I think uh, I'll go in my ugly, or my yeah. bad, I should say. Sorry, you're bad. Not, not there yet. Um, my is the, the pick six. All right, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the pick six that didn't matter at the end, but it did because we were pitching a shutout. And um, I'm going to be nitpicky here, uh, and it was in the red zone too. On top of it, yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was in the red zone. Um, you don't like, you like to see it. You would like to see the shutout be completed. Uh, yeah. You would like to see the shutout be completed, but it wasn't um, at the end there. So that's just going to go. My ugly is pick six by giving away a pick six. <laughs> yeah. It, Chase Wolf came out there, and I think he saw Graham Mertz last week and was like, yeah. maybe, maybe I can still win this job. And he went out there and slung the ball around. <laughs> well, he did pick six, got himself benched in the process. I don't think he's winning that starting job. But I, when he was th- – because before that, he threw down the field a couple times, and I was yeah. like – I guess he only threw twice before that, but they were down the field. And yeah. I was like, what is happening? Like, why is he <laughs> pushing the ball down the field? And he throws a pick six. I'm like, I think he was out to prove a point, and uh, he proved it, but not the way that he that he wanted to. Um, and the interception also, I think, had a couple people a little worried, uh, as you know, announcers would say, as they allude to the point spread, but that for the moment put yeah. it back. Uh, to Eastern Michigan covering, but Wisconsin scored again to push it over the top and cover yep. the spread. So uh, good job by them. There we go. We win. All right. On to the ugly. Uh, my ugly is actually a Eastern Michigan player. 
Uh, I think it was Rush, their defensive lineman. I guess it doesn't really matter who it was. I don't mean to necessarily single him out, but it seemed... I mean, games get chippy, right? But I think Eastern Michigan was doing a lot of getting in the face of Wisconsin and then culminating on Braylon Allen, my guy, that stepped on him, uh, and Bruce took that personally, shoved the guy, which he absolutely should do, get him off of him. Uh, But I think Eastern Michigan went from being feisty to getting their butts kicked and being a little bit bit dirty, and that was my ugly, is how they handled, I guess, you know, there's no... I, get, I, I don't. I don't want to be like getting waxed because it sounds like I'm kind of like putting on. I'm not really trying to do that. I'm just saying, I thought they handled getting beat by a lot pretty poorly, and that's my ugly. That is bad. Yeah, yeah, that's bad. You never, you never, you never want to see that. Um, you know, you, you're getting, you're getting beat down. That's frustrating, but you gotta, you gotta be straight about it. You can't be doing that stuff out there, or your boy's gonna come over and slap you across the head. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. All right, Marlo, let's finish up with your ugly. Uh, my ugly is I'm going to call it myself and <laughs> the shape that I was in after the game. So yeah. it was a night game, right, Casey? Yes. Uh, I don't want to do it myself at night games because, you know, I'm just sitting around waiting for the game to start. Yeah. And um, it's like, it's like when you, you know, it's like when you're taking off from vacation. You're like, you're like, when do you go to the airport? Like, you're just sitting around waiting to go. You're mm-hmm. not really doing oh, anything. I always go so early. Right. And that's exactly what I did. <laughs> Went down <laughs> to the stadium area early, way too early for this old man, yeah. um, and got the party started pretty early in the day. Got to the end of the game. You know, obviously, you can't make it home right away, so you kind of indulge. You get sucked back in. And, um, you know, before I you know it, it's, it, it's, it wasn't a good day today. It wasn't a good morning. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> so, it was uh, an right. eventful, eventful day. Yeah. Well, like a true professional, you're here in time uh, to report, record the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is It is a weird weird timing because you have the normal schedule down. I mean, yeah. early games, even afternoon games, you can figure it out. You get that schedule. Night games are pretty rare, and it kind of you don't you don't have that schedule. Your body isn't used to that. You're not yeah. in that kind of you know that kind of uh, I don't want to say I was going to say shape. No, your body's your body's not used to that kind of schedule. No, not so, at all. My mind no. thinks it could do it. it sucked me right yeah. back into it when I was twenty some. Even yeah. even I don't know if you saw uh, you saw the pictures. I was even partying at the house like I was twenty. Yeah. Um, 132 Breeze, thanks for the hospitality, by the way, guys. Nice. Um, so that was, yeah, it was, all, it, was all, it was all a mess. Everything was a mess, except the game. That was great. That was great. <laughs> all right. Badgers win 34-7. I think we covered everything. We recapped it pretty well. Let's yep. look at it next week. Marlo, yeah. we don't have a game. What the hell? Well, we got a bye week. Um, I guess for the team to get ready for Notre Dame, but what are, what are we going to do, more importantly? I mean, we're going to watch football, yeah. but... Uh yeah, it's things. I this is very much like how soccer does it. When soccer, I know you felt this a couple weeks ago. Yeah, hundred percent. They come back, season starts, two games, and then all of a sudden there's like a week or two international break, and it's like, what happened? I was just excited for the season. <laughs> Here we are now, same thing with the Badgers. I'm excited for the season. I'm ready for Notre Dame. What do you mean it's not this week and it's next week? Yeah, brutal. Brutal indeed. So hey, um, we got Oktoberfest coming on. If you want to go to that next weekend, yeah. Um, okay, okay, okay. That's a possibility. Otherwise, uh, we, yeah, we can talk about the yeah, you know, 
standard watching football? Or is it going to be one of those it, weekends where you're like, hey, I'm going to get all this done, but I really just going to sit and watch football? Oh, yeah. I bet, yeah. There's <laughs> definitely going to be a list made this week where it's like, oh, Badgers don't, you know, Badgers don't play, and I'm going to, you know, this is what I can all get accomplished, and then I just end up watching anyway. <laughs> it is harder to explain away sitting on the couch or being around the TV all weekend uh, when the Badgers don't play. Yeah. Because even, even though it's not a specific time, right, like the Badgers only play for one of the, whatever, three sections of yeah. the yeah sections of the of the day you can kind of get away with all of them because the badgers play a little right. bit so a little bit, yeah uh, you're either waiting for the badgers to play or you're yeah. quote unquote watching who the badgers are going to play at some point <laughs> yeah. yeah or you're getting over how they played or you're yeah. celebrating how they played and you, yeah. you can you can kind of explain away some of the things but it's a little harder when they have a bye uh and and you don't have that too rest your laurels on as far as excuse making uh so we'll see we'll see i'm sure a lot will get done around the house though that's for certain there we go absolutely you just absolutely. put that on the internet um <laughs> <laughs> all right uh so that's what we're gonna do next week should we take a take a look back uh the bigger picture in the football the, landscape what yeah happened let's this look, last week yeah let's look at some other college football that happened marlo uh game of the week oregon 35 Ohio State, 28. Uh, what was your, I guess, big takeaway f- from this game? Were you rooting for Ohio State or were you rooting for Ohio State to lose? I was – I don't know if I was rooting for Ohio State to win. I was expecting them to win. I was waiting for them to win. Yeah. And when they lost, I said, ha, Ohio State lost. Yeah, you did. I, I, I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I was ever rooting for them to win. I was rooting for them to beat Minnesota. I remember feeling that. But going yeah. through this game, I definitely. I don't think I was ever rooting for them to win. I just expected it to happen, and if I just felt very neutral in this game because it was, you know, obviously rooting against Ohio State, but also, you know, kind of the Big Ten aspect that we'll talk about. Right. They're one of the, yeah. They're playing one of the, the other alliance member, um, yeah. in Oregon. But yeah, I was in inter, I, inter alliance battle. Yeah. <laughs> inter alliance battle. I was in the same boat watching this game as far as I was waiting for Ohio State to take over, especially like we talked about in the second half. Uh, you know, it was a rocky first half. I thought, here comes Ryan Dagan. He's going to make the adjustments. They come out. And they just never quite – they couldn't answer enough of what Oregon was doing, um, which is afterwards – I was thinking about today, how we're going to talk about it, and I was like, this actually kind of makes sense. They just found an offensive team that could go toe-to-toe with them and actually Oregon had some defense uh, to be able to stop. Because Ohio State, even last year, and I think we saw in the first game too, it wasn't like their defense. They weren't standing on their defense, right? Um, like maybe they were a couple of years ago with Chase. Mm-hmm. Um, and you saw that last year with some of like sometimes like the Indiana game where they were getting lit up. Um, the first half where we lit them up and then they changed. Anyway, we're going to talk about that. So... Um, yeah, that game it was surprising. Oregon, Oregon comes, Oregon comes up ahead. I don't know what this. I, yeah, I didn't see. Did we see the polls that came out? It didn't knock them down too much. I, I think Oregon, yeah. Oregon went up to number two with that win, oh, um, wow. and it sets up. You know, it kind of sets up the national landscape here. Um, and you know, I was I found myself rooting for Ohio State. You know, for the Big Ten. I, I much as I hate to say, but I like that Ohio State puts the Big Ten on the map for that reason. They mm-hmm. still will be, don't obviously, but it was uh, it was an entertaining game to watch, though. 
Yeah, I was thinking about our, you know, Ryan Day always makes the adjustments at halftime thing, mm-hmm. and I th- think that's true until he gets into these games. Mm-hmm. Like, that works in the Big Ten, or, you know, more accurately against teams that they're better than. But when he gets up in matchups where they're as talented or maybe even just slightly more talented than the other teams. Breaking news, breaking news. Justin Fields just scored a touchdown for the Bears. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Um, I'm watching it now. I'm behind you. Uh, <laughs> and But when he faces you know, Oregon, who's not at the level, but the Alabama, you know, the and the college football playoff type teams, you know, those adjustments just aren't enough, and you can't just fall behind. You can't, you can't put yourself in those situations. And it seems like in the games against those other big teams, he finds himself still in those. Oh, I'm behind, but I can make the adjustments and catch back up. And you know, against the better teams, he can't do that. Against the rest of the Big Ten, I guess that he can. Speaking of other teams in the Big Ten, Marlo, yeah. Iowa beats Iowa State. Yeah. I wrote Iowa State. Iowa State, twenty-seven <laughs> seventeen. Uh, I Wasn't guess even that close, as the score yeah. says. Yeah, the Iowa State's quarterback got benched in the second half for what three turnovers in a row, something like that. Uh, this was what I was afraid of, Marlo. Mm-hmm. This is what I expected, I guess, going in this game and mm-hmm. therefore led to what I'm afraid of. Iowa might actually be good. Um, and I'm small part in the back of my head saying, well, maybe Iowa State's not good. But <laughs> the larger, more rational part of my brain is saying Iowa might be really good and they beat the, they dominated. Uh, granted, only 10 points, but as you said, wasn't as close dominated uh, Iowa State. Yeah, this this is it. I Iowa's going to be that team. I hate seasons where Iowa's going to be that team. Um, I just don't know what it is about Iowa. They're, they're more boring than Wisconsin. I guess that's what makes it mad, me mad about it. But, uh, yeah, I thought Iowa State was going to, you know, kind of this was going to use this game to put their statement on it. But then Iowa, you know, Iowa did did that to Iowa State. Got too many mm-hmm. Iowas. Um, and they looked they looked solid. Uh, defensively, they looked, they're very stout on defense. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, they got the Iowa slash Wisconsin equation going. Run the ball, run the ball, pass when you have to, run the ball, and it's you know they're rolling right now. Yeah, I I think it's gonna. So you're I think you're right that it's Iowa's the team this year at least in the West, right? right, right you got to yeah. think they're probably prohibitive favorites to win in the West with Wisconsin already one game behind. They made Brock Purdy, who I I think was a fringe Heisman candidate uh, looked really bad. He finished, as I mentioned, those three turnovers in a row. Um, I think what it's going to come down to, I, I don't want to say, I wanted, this is a point I want to make, and I, I don't know if it makes sense in the context of this game, but uh, their quarterback went 11 for 21, 100 yards and a touchdown in a game against a good team. I guess I was, and this is where my argument might fall apart. In the game against a good team, he might have to make plays. I don't know if he's good enough. Like we kind of saw Graham Mertz last week, right? Yeah. He Graham Mertz could have played this type of game against Iowa State and won the game if everything else went well. Can their quarterback do the plays that Graham Mertz couldn't against Penn State to win the big games? This was a big game, so I, I'm my argument kind of is defeating itself, but... If I'm under the assumption that Iowa State maybe isn't as great as they were last year, um, 
and this isn't a great team, can Iowa's quarterback make the plays he needs to when he needs to is my only question left for Iowa. If that happens, then yeah, maybe it is the year for Iowa. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was the that was the brighter spot if we're talking Big Ten. Yes, if we're talking Big Ten uh, allegiance. That was yeah. the bright spot for the for the conference. Um, not in, not an alliance. Inter, not an inner alliance game. I yeah, say not, not an inner alliance. Not in alliance. <laughs> uh, but we do have another alliance game. Yes, Michigan uh, and Washington. Yeah, Michigan thirty-one, Washington ten. Marlo, I don't think you saw much of this. It was happening the same time as the Badger game, slightly after it was like a quarter behind. Uh, Michigan trounces Washington thirty-one ten. Um, a lot of takeaways from this game seem to be that Michigan is back, that Michigan has found a quarterback. Um, Those may be true, but Washington does not have a quarterback. They don't have an offense. They couldn't move the ball in this game, let alone against Montana last week. Uh, It was as somebody who was at least rooting for it to be a game uh, sorely disappointed in Washington's Washington's offense. I guess their quarterback did end up with almost 300 yards, but somehow only scored 10 points. Did not feel like he had 300 yards in the game. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Yeah. Um, with Washington not scoring uh, a touchdown until it was 24-3, to they scored with 12 minutes left in the fourth quarter. Michigan looked f- much faster, which I guess is a concern as a Badger fan. If you're you know, anticipating a Michigan matchup, their running backs look really fast. Gotcha. That was my big takeaway. Those are <laughs> running backs are fast. Got it. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't see a lick of this game, so I have nothing. Nice. <laughs> I'm just going to go off of what you say. Yeah. Running backs are fast, and I would not want to be a Washington Huskies fan because it was not fun to kind of root for them. Oh. The Bears' secondary is not good. Okay. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Um, All right. So, Marla, we just went through a couple inner alliance, a couple out of alliance games. One win, two, or excuse me, two wins, one loss for the Big Ten. How does that? How does this look for the Big Ten now? After, after this week, right? It's kind of a, it's kind of a mixed bag. And this is it. This is the week two. This is what's nice having these games, actually. But um, it's kind of the week two. What are, what are these teams right now? And from a look at it, and I had the rankings wrong. I apologize, but it looks like. Oregon went up to number four, but Iowa went up to number five um, after that win in the AP poll. Coaches are at seven. Um, so it looks like, I mean, at least the AP is putting stock into that win for Iowa, right? Um, Ohio State dropped down to nine. Wow. 11 in the coaches. So the, I guess, it's like the overall national thing is, you know, there's still time. It's early in the season. Um, I don't think it's like losing to Oregon. At home, I don't think it puts like that black eye loss on the mm-hmm. Big Ten, um, and it's also you know Ohio State will start you know probably running up the score on some people here coming up, uh, which will <laughs> kind of make up for that. So, you know, as a whole, I think in the morning that after that morning sleep, after the Ohio State loss, and there were some other ones we'll talk about. I kind of thought Big Ten was in a bad spot, but like as it as it played out, I think it's just uh, you know just one of those weeks, and I don't think I don't think like. You know, is Oregon back? Are they back to being Oregon? I don't know the bellwether, the Pac-12. Who knows? But the you know the Big Ten. I think we talked about it uh, before the season. 
you know, it's going to be Ohio State that gets in or nobody else if, as far as the playoff goes in the Big Ten. Well, maybe Iowa. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, maybe. So it's, I think Ohio State losing to Oregon opens it up a little bit more just because you see, hey, Ohio State can get got, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. can't, but can Penn State or Michigan be the team to get them in the East? I, I don't know about that. I'm not going to go out and say that. So I still yeah. think, and, and I'm sure Betty and I still have Ohio State, the firm favorite yep. uh, in, in the Big Ten. Uh, but you got – I so Ohio State essentially just can't slip up again. Like this right. is their one chance. They have to win out now uh, to get into the playoff. If they lose again, they're not going to make it. And I still think everyone else needs to go undefeated. Outside of Ohio State, who has their one loss now, so essentially any other team that loses in the Big Ten from here on out will eliminate themselves, and at least in our pool, Marlo from from college football um, playoff. So I guess a bit disappointing. I guess we were just really holding out for Ohio State being able to be a one loss team getting in there yeah. uh, with that loss being in the Big Ten, and obviously that won't happen now. But a little bit of a, a little bit of sore eye on that Oregon loss, but I think overall, you know, with the other wins, it's kind of a wash for kind of a national view of the Big Ten. And in the end of the day, these aren't SEC teams, so the real conversation isn't going to shift much at all anyway. Right. Yep. If, if you lose to a Pac-12 team or a Big 12 team or beat whatever, you know, that's not. <laughs> it's not going to change a national uh, opinion like a win or a loss against an SEC team would. So uh, speaking of SEC teams or at least other conferences, Marlo, um, we got a couple schools not back. It was exciting. We had a week, Marlo. We thought Texas was back. Yeah. Not back. Drubbed by, uh, what was it, Arkansas? Arkansas. Welcome to the do SEC. You, do you even know who coaches Arkansas anymore? I do not. I just know it's not Brett Bielema, and that's hilarious. And that's all I know. <laughs> I have no idea who their coach is now. It's not Brett Bielema. Speaking of Brett Bielema, <laughs> Illinois continues to not be back. Yeah. Uh, shoot, who did they lose to? Virginia. I don't know. Virginia, Virginia is like yeah, not trounced, trounced by Virginia, forty-two to something, fourteen, I think, forty-two to fourteen, maybe seventeen, something like that. Yeah. What a ceremonious first win for Brett Bielema, who I love. I don't know where I heard this, but people call him Bert, and that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so I love calling him Bert Bielema. I don't know if I read it or heard it, but I think it's hilarious, and I can't stop thinking about it. Um, but it was a huge welcome back to the Big Ten. Hooray! He's going to make Illinois competitive. They beat Nebraska. Look how awesome this is. And then he loses to UTSA and Virginia. Just yeah. trounced. Yeah, so maybe, it's a little, maybe it's a little bit of a longer road back for Illinois and Bert uh, down there in Champaign. And then last but not back, Marlo, USC. I didn't even know. I, tech, we didn't announce they were back. We did not. We did not announce they were back. Kind of forgot, but they were like out there as, hey, there's this Pac-12 team called USC that we like to sometimes say is back. Well, they're not. <laughs> yeah. They didn't even get a chance. They lost to Stanford, they so they're not back. Definitely not back. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of back with Illinois losing, like, how, how does Nebraska feel? Right now, I mean, <laughs> they had to put it down on Fordham to make themselves feel better, but yeah, yeah, that was it. How bad is Nebraska? If whew, well, we'll talk about them in a second. Let's hold, hold off because, yeah, man, they have speaking of beatdowns, watch out, Nebraska. <laughs> All right, uh, so we had a couple not backs, Marlo, a couple almost not backs. These were some 
uh, yeah. upsets that were right there that we were rooting for, teams that we'd like to see lose. Uh, Miami, oh shoot, I didn't write down who they lost to, so I got to click on them. They almost lost to Appalachian State. Obviously, they beat Ooh. Michigan one time, so we all know who they are. Uh, Notre Dame almost lost to Toledo, and then AM almost lost to Colorado. That was a 10 7 game. I think uh, AM's quarterback got hurt or something. Uh, tough game to follow there. Didn't watch much of it, but followed along, uh, hoping for an upset. So, a couple almost upsets. Marlo, I know we have a week to look ahead for Notre Dame, but we all got excited about Jack Cohn. Uh, who's all? Who's all? Well, everybody got. <laughs> everybody went, did the whole. We lost the Mertz Cone thing, and everybody wanted Cone back. Yeah, he played well, but in this game, so it's not a Cone. I, I guess I didn't want to get back into the Cone argument, but we all got excited oh. about Notre Dame and Cone. They barely beat Florida State, who just lost to Jacksonville State. Oh, not back. Excuse me, Florida State, not <laughs> sure. back. Florida State, not back. Forgot about them. They're not back. Uh, so they barely beat them, uh, and now they barely beat the Toledo Rockets, thirty-two to twenty-nine. Uh, at home, it's their wins, yeah. but I don't know. They play Purdue next weekend. Uh, I mean, I don't think Purdue's very good, but probably better than to. I almost forgot who they play. Toledo, Toledo. probably better than Toledo. So yeah. we'll see. But Notre Dame, maybe oh. we'll pump the Jets there on, on how good they could be. Yeah, no, yeah, hundred percent. Um, the Notre, Notre Dame back there still gets so much for us, but that's fine. I think um, was a Texas A&M game that was almost hilarious win, but uh, yeah, Texas A&M Colorado not good, but yeah, I don't know the almost the not. I mean, is Miami? Are we are we already, we're, we're going to keep it almost not back? That's where we're going to keep them. Yeah, almost not back. Okay, by by rule they didn't lose this game. Well, okay. they weren't really back because they lost the first game. Yeah. But that, so that was Alabama. So that was Alabama. We yeah, we'll give him that. Cone um, did have three. Three. Oh no, this is the Florida State game. Yeah. So, <laughs> Santa, so Notre Dame for one more second. Yeah. Uh, Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame gave up thirty-eight points uh, to Florida State, and uh, twenty-nine points to Toledo. So, just we better. We better score points. on them. Jesus. Uh, we got two weeks to talk points. about this. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, okay, I gotta save it. I'll save it next week. I'm gonna say the same things next week. Tune in next week. Tune in next week. Things. It's gonna be great. All right. That's what happened last week, Marlon. Let's look ahead to next week. The big noon game. Big noon. Nebraska, Oklahoma. Our guys, Nebraska. They're doing the commercials. I feel like they already did this, but they're doing the whole state of Nebraska is going to Oklahoma. I feel like they do this a lot for Nebraska. I think people are just like, the people in Nebraska must love going places. <laughs> like, what the hell would they say in Nebraska? We're gonna say they're all going to Oklahoma. Uh, former Big 12 matchup, uh, Marlo. Is there is there a world where this is close? Is there a world where this is close? There might it's be an ch- alternate Marvel universe. Yeah. Um, where Ratliff is it Ratliff? Is that how you pronounce his name? Ratliff, quarterback of Oklahoma. Yeah. Is the quarterback sure. in Nebraska, and Martinez is the quarterback of Oklahoma, and then in that universe. There's, universe. There might be it might be a chance. Okay. Okay. But yeah, this is I, it's a big noon game. That's it's not <laughs> it's, it's all the national eyes on you. This not <laughs> whole hopefully the whole state of Nebraska has a short memory. Yeah. Not gonna be a good look. Uh Nebraska essentially being <laughs> two big two of the first three big noon games. 
obviously lost the one already in week zero. Uh, I guess it's two of four then, right? Whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay. Um, God, this is, it's a 22-point spread. I can't, I can't see Nebraska keeping this close whatsoever. Are they covering? Is Nebraska covering 22 points? I would not bet on Nebraska covering. I think they are really, really bad. Although, mm, I think Oklahoma can give up some points. They give up all of zero points to WCU, whoever that is. Yeah. But they give up 35 to Tulane. It's true. So, it's possible they could get I, <laughs> Nebraska's so bad. <laughs> oh, my Maybe gosh. Maybe is there a scenario? Okay, so more likely scenario. Nebraska keep wins or Scott Frost is fired after this game. Ooh. It's more likely that Nebraska wins. Okay. You don't think, I think for some reason I think Frost is such a a longer leash. Like even I feel like I don't think this is his last season, even if it's a disaster, I still think he has like one more disaster season to get. Okay. Through. Yeah. In my opinion. I, yeah, I think you're right. Then I think this might be his last season, but they're not going to fire him after this game, no matter how bad it is. If it's 56 yeah. 0, I don't, I still don't think they're firing him. Yeah. And I think that's possible. God damn, Nebraska sucks. All right. <laughs> uh, did they? Oh, yeah, they did play. They beat, um, they beat Fordham and then they beat Buffalo 28 3 uh, this week. I forgot that's what they did this week. All right. Um, other games. Around the slate, Marlo. I guess let's just stay with uh, the primetime games. So I'm skipping ahead in our, our list here. Yeah. Uh, ABC night game, Auburn-Penn State. Excuse me, Auburn-Penn State. I'm really interested in this one just because I want Penn State's defense to be really good so yes. I can validate my priors. <laughs> Absolutely. 100% <laughs> with you. That's Yeah, that's why I'll be watching. <laughs> keep, <laughs> keep Penn State being really good until they get back into back into the Big Ten. Bo Nix is somehow still a quarterback at Auburn. Marlo, this has been there forever. It feels like it. It's brutal. He's still there. Um, he'll, he'll be fun to root against. I, I feel like I'm going to be rooting for Penn State just because I want them to win so I can feel good about <laughs> the Wisconsin result. Um, other than the Big Ten, Cincinnati, Indiana. I'm I'm worried for Indiana, Marlo. Ooh, are I, you? Are I we, think. Are we praying for Indiana already? I think Cincinnati's good. Yes. And. I'm worried that Indiana fans got their hopes up for a year that it has not gone well so far, <laughs> and I'm concerned will continue to not go well for them. Yeah, I hear that Cincinnati is is a good team. By the way, congratulations on being Pac-12 or Big 12 members in some time in the future. Oh yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Cincinnati is is a solid team. Indiana hasn't shown up as I don't know who the people were that were touting them to be making noise in the Big Ten. They still have a chance to, but. It doesn't look like that team. Uh, so this could be, yeah, this could be bad. This could be another bad one in the prime Indiana, time spot. Indiana was the whole, they had a good year last year in their quarterbacks coming back. And everybody really, really seems to like their coach, whoever he is. Yeah. Everybody talks really well out of him, talk about how he's building a program. Program. That kind of that kind of talk. Yeah. Solid I don't know program. if it's good. And they got all chesty when they beat us, and they're like, oh, we're you know a better football program now. It's like one win does not make a football program. One year <laughs> does not make a football program, Indiana. I'm a little worried for him. I'm not going to say I'm praying for him, but uh, I think Cincinnati needs – I mean, they need every win they can get, right? And they need every win they can get to be emphatic. Yeah. So uh, I'm a little worried Indiana doesn't have what it takes to keep up with Cincinnati. Um, 
Did I write this down? Michigan State, Miami? Now that I read this, that doesn't feel right. All right, we get to see another. God, I have to watch Miami play again. All right, great. <laughs> Are they going to be back? <laughs> Michigan State, we'll see if Miami is back again. <laughs> Uh, they're going to be playing Michigan State Spartans, who are uh, 2-0, wins over Youngtown State this most recent weekend, and a pretty convincing win over Northwestern in the opening weekend. Uh, I mean, we're rooting for Miami not to be back in this one, right? Yeah, 100%. Uh, Michigan State, they have looks out that game against, the game against uh, Northwestern. I watched quite a bit of it. it yeah. Pretty solid. Uh, I didn't see them this week, but... They look. They look like they're back to having, you know, Michigan State, good defense, solid, uh, like any good team, right? Good defense, solid offense. Yeah. But that Michigan State nastiness is what I was looking for. Okay. Um, that you know some of the teams they had in the past. Well, it looks like their offense had a little bit more explosiveness. Yeah. A little bit more of an ability to make big plays than they've had in the past, uh, and you know, we'll say Miami's not back if they lose this game. How about that? Okay. If they win, I guess they're going to be back though. So. Boy, oh boy. You know, it's a tough a game we, for next week. Tough game we play here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I think the best game of the weekend. Uh, I maybe could argue Auburn Penn State, but uh, the one that probably means the most at the same time could also mean nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Alabama, uh, number one Alabama, number thirteen Florida uh, in the swamp. Uh, expecting an Alabama blowout, Marlo, or can Florida keep this close? I'm expecting Alabama blowout. I, Alabama is they're yeah I mean it's just it's Alabama but they're looking they're looking to roll some teams and I don't think Florida's a team that's going to beat them in the SC this season uh, so yeah I'm looking for Alabama to keep rolling <laughs> it's, Alabama's obviously ranked number one Florida's the 11th ranked team in the country Alabama is favored by 15 and a half at Florida <laughs> at Florida yeah it's it's absolutely unreal the uh, wagon that Alabama is uh, I, I don't expect this to be close, um, like you. In why I say they can play again, obviously they can meet for the SEC championship, which I think after this weekend we're not going to be holding our breath for or hoping for. Um, so, God, freaking Alabama. All right, um, I guess last one, Pac-12 after dark, Marlowe, Arizona State, BYU, uh, BYU. So you alluded to it, Cincinnati, BYU, Central Florida, who's the, Houston? There we go. Yeah, I Houston, got there. Houston, yeah. There we go. Those are the four teams uh, now slated to join the Big Twelve, uh, which will again be twelve teams. So thank goodness uh, we will once again be the only conference whose number in their name doesn't align to the number of teams in their conference. So yeah. excellent. It's good to have that uh, crown back. Um, I guess so. I read that. So one Houston coming in is a big F you to Texas because Texas was just the only reason they weren't in there already. Right. Texas just didn't want to share Houston as far as TV rights or whatever. Um, so that's good, I guess. Well, good to be like in your face, Texas. Um, the other ones, I guess. So I read this and I was like, really? That's who's joining the Big 12? Like, Yeah. But then I kind of thought about – so I, I – I guess I'll pose it as a question. How do you feel about these four teams joining? Because when I heard, I, I thought that it was lackluster, but then I kind of thought about the landscape, and I went, uh, could they have done better? I don't know. Yeah, could they have done better, like as far as making it? I think it was. it's a smart gamble, right? These are four kind of those. They've always been those fringe, um, 
non-Power 5 teams that would kind of make noise this season, like, oh, should we let these teams in, yeah. right? And it's 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 not going to happen right away, but being in the Big 12, right, now the hope is that they can start getting in Power 5, more Power 5 talent in recruiting, because now they're in the yeah. Big 12, and these already established programs, so on and so forth. So I think it's, I mean... I see the I see the path to it, and it's just it's not. I guarantee it's not going to play out like the first couple of years. But I, I think the gamble is for you know the years to come from the to to rise up to be the Power Five conference yeah. type type programs. It just that makes sense. And when I look at the landscape, and I go, well, who else is joining the Big Twelve? Because there's, the list isn't very long of other teams bigger than these schools as far as, you know, I guess name recognition, how good their actual football teams are. If you want to go market share kind of thing as far as eyeballs and TVs and that sort of thing, yep. these are probably the best of what's left. And that just kind of shows where the Big 12 is at this point. It feels a lot like the Big East in basketball mm-hmm. where it's like they lose a couple of the teams to – um, whatever, what did they lose to the Big Ten or the ACC or whatever? And it's just like it's not the same. And then they get Butler in there, and it's just like it doesn't feel like the Big East anymore. And the Big Twelve, it's just not going to feel like the Big Twelve. I mean, it's like Iowa State, Cincinnati, going to do anything for you? Probably not. You know, oh man, Central Florida's traveling out to Kansas State for a yeah. big game in the Big Twelve. It's just like. It's just not going to mean anything. Like the Big East doesn't really mean anything anymore, as far as like outside of Villanova, I guess. But like, it's not what it once was. And I, it makes sense you're picking up the best schools you can, right? But God, it just doesn't. It's not going to feel like the Big East. And like when we talk about conferences in having this kind of like regional meaning, right? Like the Big Ten has a regional meaning, the SEC has a regional meaning, the Pac-12 probably does, but it's just more or less like the regional meaning is we don't really care about football anymore. Um, It just expands the region and it means nothing now. The Big 12 means nothing. That sucks. But it was was inevitable, I guess. Once Texas and Oklahoma left, it was inevitable. They weren't going to get another school that would like replace them and restore the meaning that I had for maybe other people had, but at least I had in the Big Twelve, and that kind of that kind of sucks. All right, that was a downer. All right, let's All right. Look, let's suck NFL. All right, NFL, NFL's back. Week All right. one. All right, here's how we're gonna do, Marlo. I have a long list, as you can see, of takes, overreactions, overreactions, and I'm gonna posit them. And you're going to tell me if they're ridiculous or legit takes. <laughs> okay. Overreactions, all right? All right. Here we go. Or, overreaction number one. Why even play the other 16 games? A Super Bowl rematch is inevitable. Tampa beat Dallas on Thursday. Kansas City beats Cleveland today. Rematch is inev- inevitable. We already have the two best teams. The, I, that's an overreaction. Uh, Tampa Bay uh, as did come out with a win. Probably should have lost that game yep. uh, to Dallas, and then going to KC. I don't know how how much how often they can keep playing with fire, where they do this thing and get down by a bunch, and then wait to the fourth quarter to play. It has worked, but I don't. I it can't. They're gonna get caught one of these days. Yeah, I think this is my most in the middle one uh, yeah. because I could easily see this being 
re- the Super Bowl, a rematch of the Super Bowl, just because Mahomes is that good. But I think both teams uh, are beatable, and obviously once you get in the playoffs, anything can happen. And it will be really annoying if it is a repeat there. All right, next one. The Green Bay Packers will not score a touchdown this season. <laughs> I can understand where you're coming from uh, after watching that game. I I believe they'll score a touchdown at some point. <laughs> offensive full, touchdown. Uh, yeah. offensive <laughs> touchdown. <laughs> no, now you're changing it up on me. I believe they'll score <laughs> offensive touchdown at some point during the season. Uh, I guess I'll agree with you. Uh, what, a, what a terrible game. What an absolutely awful game. Uh I don't know how much analysis needs to be done on this, Marlo, but I will give some. Uh, the Packers looked like they had not played a meaningful game because they did not play in preseason. Rodgers didn't play in preseason. Essentially, the offensive line didn't play in preseason. We're missing Bakhtiari. We looked like we didn't know how to play football today. And the other team knew how to play football, and we lost 38-3. to It's absolutely brutal. Team is uh, a Hall of Famer. Did I not put that in there? <laughs> I I had a I had a well oh, did you I was it? no I didn't put a Jameis Winston one in there because I used a different one I was gonna yeah. say MVP candidate but he's a different person for it because I already had two things for the Packer game yeah. and that felt like enough all right yeah Jameis Winston looked great we let Jameis Winston look great fourteen for twenty hundred forty eight yards and five touchdowns at one point he had ninety three passing yards and four touchdowns yeah wow. defense just got worked and I don't know if there's a quick fix I don't know if we were just unprepared. It just seemed like we, this whole team was not ready for this game. And that can't happen to a professional team. There's no excuse for it. Uh, a lot of people are going to talk about, as I already did, no preseason. The Rodgers offseason, Kerf Luffel, he was terrible. Uh, 133 yards, two interceptions, one interception in the red zone, one on a, I don't know, forced deep ball. I it was extremely frustrating to watch, and I can blame it on the refs if you want, Marlo. I have a moment where I can blame it on the refs. you want me to do that? Are you going to blame that on the refs? Well, I'm going to blame when we – it was – I think it was 24-3, I can't even remember. Jameis threw the interception in the end zone. They called the roughing the pass around Zadarius Smith where it, he just he just hit him like a normal football play, and they called yeah. the roughing the passer. Yeah, that Absolutely. was pretty weak. That was pretty weak. I, and – that turned the game, even though we were already down like twenty-one points. But if that wouldn't happen, it was it was twenty-four to, because then he scored. You know, God, what a terrible game! They'll probably score some points, but this leads to the real point of this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I said that Tampa already was going to be a rematch in the Super Bowl, but the Saints are the team to beat in the NFC. Ah, that's a. I don't. I think that's legit. I think that's a legit favorite after week one. Um, they Obviously, you can call it what you want with the Packers being rested, but the defense looked fast and it looked good. James Winston, like you just said, MVP slash Hall of Famer candidate. Uh, but with James back there, if he keeps doing what he's doing, like, right, like, this passing yard is more crazy, but he just made the right decisions. And James was always, it was always about the turnovers, right? Mm-hmm. And if, they can keep under control in this office, make those decisions, not turn the ball over. They have a, a it looks like a pretty good defense after week one. Um, they could be a team to be in the NFC. I can go with that. I think they could be a team, the team to beat in the NFC South. Mm-hmm. I 
will reserve judgment on Jameis when he gets to pressure situations. Okay. He did not have one pressure situation in this game <laughs> at all. The Packers didn't pressure him literally in the game, and obviously they were up from the jump this entire game. He didn't have to work very hard in this game. Uh, he did great. He played well. As you mentioned, he made the right decisions. It's so frustrating watching him in this game because Troy Aikman's just patting him on the back for everything he does. Oh, he went through his reads and threw the ball out of bounds. Great job. Great job. <laughs> Jameis Winston, that's a huge step for him. It was just so frustrating. I mean, it was frustrating because I guess he was right, but yeah. it was just kind of like almost a like we're even applauding his incompletions. Right. That's how bad the Packers are doing. So that's why it was so frustrating. All right. I don't want to dwell on the Packers anymore, Marla. Thank you right. for letting me move on. All right, no next one. The Houston Texans are the best team in the <laughs> AFC South. <laughs> uh, a little bit of overreaction. They did have a good day in the day. Um, they're the only team who won in the AFC South. That's, that's, they're, they're, they're on top. They are on top. Um, yeah. I, I, I feel, I, I'll use this time to say that I feel good for um, God, uh, Tyrod. That's his first name. Tyrod yeah, Taylor. Tyrod Taylor, for, yeah. You know he's kind of got he's gotten uh, I don't say unfair but kind of bad breaks kind of through us here getting his starter taken away taking away job due to injury and you know having a like a, a draft pick in first it was Baker then it was uh, Herbert last year um, yeah and that's the way it's been going so good on him on top of the South I don't know if they'll be the team to beat but uh, they do they do have it right now. I mean, yeah, they have they have first place. Uh, there's one team who should be the best team in the AFC South. We'll talk about in a second. Yep. But I I guess let me throw another one in here uh, that is an actual take. So I guess that's why I didn't put it in here. Uh, I think Jacksonville is going to be the worst team. Ooh, I I think so it's, too by design. I mean. I think we slept on how terrible, or we didn't sleep on how terrible they were. We forgot how terrible they were last year, and they're like, "Oh, they got Trevor Lawrence, but they didn't change anything else." And they brought in they a, got Urban Meyer. They got Urban Meyer, who's never coached the NFL. <laughs> it could be, and he could be successful. I just don't see it. And I, uh, yeah, uh, I think they're going to be a train wreck all year. Um, all right, <clears throat> next one. Kyler Murray is an MVP candidate. Oh, 100%. That is, that is legit. Uh, that is a legit statement. He's, I mean, he had all the tools last season. Um, this is third season, right? Third season. I, is that right? Sounds right. Yeah. Sounds right. I think it's th- yeah, it's third season. This could be the season where it clicks. Obviously, he had a great uh, game today. But he, he has the capability to string those, string those games together. So I think that's legit. Yeah, he finished today with, uh, was it five, four touchdowns? Four Four passing four, touchdowns. Five four passing times. touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. Yeah. So, uh, in a 38 13 uh, demolishment of the Tennessee Titans in Nashville. Yeah. Uh, it's the only. I think his name could be thrown around. The only hesitation I have for him to be a legit MVP candidate is the division he's in because he's going against three really good defenses in that division. Uh, are the Seahawks' defense really good? Uh, I, I don't think so. I think you're, I think you're you're uh, resting on their laurels. <laughs> okay. How about let's do this. Three 
average to above average defenses. Okay, yeah, I can go with that. There we go. Excellent. All right. So he's a candidate. All right. Uh, the Tennessee Titans, the presumptive best team in the AFC South, aside from the Houston Texans, um, will miss the playoffs. Ooh. I, that one's uh, in the middle. I mean, I'm going to go in the middle. I can't. Let's see. Uh, I can't, if I have to go with one, I would say that they could be legit if I have to go with one. Yeah. Um, just because it is their, you know, they had a great run last year, and they, the top of it, it's Tannehill, <laughs> their quarterback. <laughs> I know they gave a bunch of money um, and whatnot, but at the end of the day, it's Tannehill's quarterback, and yeah. I can't put my – I'm not going to put money on that. It's just it's just so hard to look at this division and go, okay, let's say it's not the Titans. Yeah. We are as I mentioned, it's not gonna be the Jaguars because I think it's gonna be worse. So then it's Texans or Colts and you're, so then you're picking the Colts to go to the playoffs instead of the Titans. Yeah. Is, is this gonna be like the is this is this year the the NFC East version of when they had well, like no winning records go to the playoffs. Win a division. Well, hold, hold on, we can't talk about worst divisions yet, Marlon. We'll okay, get there. we'll sorry. get there. Sorry. All right. Uh, next one. Kyle Shanahan hates NFL owners. Hates the game of hates the, or hates NFL owners. I don't know if he hates NFL owners. <laughs> <laughs> hates hates fantasy football. Let's just go. Kyle Shanahan hates fantasy football and designs his offense to thwart it. Ooh. To discourage it. How about that? To discourage I you, it. I need, you, I need you to elaborate on this for me. Okay. <laughs> the touchdowns for the 49ers today. Uh, pa- a pass from Trey Lance to Trent Sherfield. Elijah Moore had a rushing touchdown. Jamichael Hasty had a rushing touchdown. Uh, then they had an interception return for a touchdown. Debo Samuel from Jim Garoppolo. Okay, sure. And then Robbie Gold had a... So it's more so that I didn't know who the first three touchdown sure. scores were. Yeah, that might be on me as a fantasy football player. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go with Mike Shanahan. Uh, definitely hates fantasy football owners, <laughs> as most coaches do. Uh, so that's legit. <laughs> I swear, every time there's a 49ers, I don't have any 49ers on, but I had it in the past, and every time it's like, oh, I hope it's my guy, and it's like. It's one of 15 players on the team that it can be, and it's rarely your guy. So frustrating. All right. Um, Steelers beat the Bills. There's a lot of talk before the season about kind of a regression. Maybe this is the end of the Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers run, but they beat the Bills today. Steelers are a legit contender in the AFC. Well, they have a leg up on beating the Bills, um, so that's yeah. good. And, yeah, I think that's, I think that's legit. The... Is the run, you know, the the Roethlisberger's, it's the last dance. I'm stealing that from from, from Rodgers, but... Yeah, so he uh, came up with it, yeah. He totally came up with it. <laughs> <laughs> he was the first one to recycle it, so I'm going to re-recycle it. So and, yeah, no, they definitely, um, you know, T.J. Watt leading down, the, leading down the defense, finally paid him, congratulations. Yeah. Um, and so they still have that, they still have the defense, Roethlisberger... Uh, back there, and you know they still have some weapons on in the wide receiver field. So they definitely they have all the pieces. Like always, it's all about in anything in the NFL. But can they put it together? Can they stay injury free? Because they're not deep, but they do have players in place. 
I just want it to be over. Uh, yeah. And was annoyed that it wasn't today. Uh, <laughs> I feel like the Bills kind of pissed the game away with a couple really bad fourth down plays. Uh, one where they lost like seven yards on a fourth down play, and like some sort of option play. You just can't do that. And then obviously getting the pump block for a touchdown. It. I mean, I guess the argument would be this is the type of games good teams win. Yep. And good teams find ways to win games ugly, and the Steelers certainly did that today. Uh, I just coming away from this game a little bit biased, but I I wanted the Bills to win. I thought they were the better team, uh, but obviously didn't come away with it. So I'm hoping this isn't true and that it can be the Steelers. (laughs) All right, uh, next one, Marlo. Jalen Hurts, I spelled it wrong, is the real deal. Jalen Hurts is the real deal. That's legit. That's legit. Jalen Hurts is the real deal. Numbers speak for themselves. Oh, it's all right. Pull crap. Done. Wasn't the guy's bleeding. Did somebody bite him? What's happening? That's all right. Stupid. <laughs> this game's dumb. Jalen Hurts, real deal. You heard it here first. Uh, all right. Next one. Panthers won the Darnold breakup. They beat the Jets today, like sixteen fourteen, something awful like that. Um, yeah. So they won the game. They will win the. Uh, the breakup and Darnold, I guess that essentially means Darnold would be better than Zach Wilson. Maybe <laughs> the extension of what that means. Yeah, well, yeah, Darnold, Darnold won. I, if we're gonna do this, is yeah, if we're gonna do this for um, Cohen. We're gonna do this for Darnold. Darnold wins the breakup. Yeah. He won because nice. he beats him. It's over. Neither quarterback played well. It was, it was, <laughs> it was. I didn't watch much of it. Watch a couple highlights, uh, a couple plays, but. Uh, not not anything you would be writing home that uh, any quarterback won yeah. uh, the game. Uh, all right, next one. This is the year Russell Wilson finally gets that elusive MVP vote. <laughs> you know what? As much as I would love to say that, I, I have to say it's an overreaction. His balls were looking pretty today. He had some really pretty deep balls because he loves that stadium. He just loves playing in Indy. Yeah. Um, but sure. at the same time, I just... You know, he has these hot starts sometimes or be in the middle of the season. There's always like some like couple games or a couple games stretch where it's just, it's like, what, you know, where is the Russell we know? Yeah, it, I mean, last year, specific, you know, especially, uh, he got off to the fast start. He seems like he does get off to fast starts and then, I don't know, wears down, kind of gets hurt, whatever happens, happens. Um, I feel like the. Even if he plays, so he had four touchdowns today, to 54 yards. Even if he plays well and the Seahawks are winning, I just don't see how the narrative gets built up behind him again. Yeah. Whereas I can see more likely narratives for other Jameis Winston-like players, uh, Kyler Murray-like players, um, you know, uh, Mahomes. Like, I, I, it just seems like we're really gonna do the. The Russell Wilson narrative again, like we just did it and it didn't work. Like it, I don't know if the groundswell or the narrative is going to be there for him. So even if he plays well, I don't, I don't see it happening. Maybe he gets a vote though. I don't know. Somebody finally gives in. All right, last one. I wrote Vikings Bengals question mark because I couldn't come up with anything for it. Um, the NFC North is the worst division in football. Quite possibly. I mean. They literally will be after technically after today because they're going to go zero and four. We're going to go, yeah, we're going to zero and four for the week as the Bears are getting demolished uh, by the Rams as we speak. <laughs> um, yeah, it's 
you know, it's I, this was this was the talk when Rogers the thought that Rogers wasn't coming back. Um, yeah. That was kind of the talk, and you know, he's back. It looks like a shell of himself at this moment. I, I fully think he'll turn around, but yeah, it's possible. I mean, if that's if that's if he's not going to play like an MVP because he's going to have to to get the, the the ship right, right? You agree with that? Yeah. For sure. Uh, um, so if he's not able to even to play up to that level, which is a very very high bar, um, it could go down like that because Detroit doesn't look good. Um, Bears, Andy Dalton, awesome. Um, yeah, and the uh, yeah the Minnesota Vikings, as we always say, Kirk, the Kirk guy Cousins. Kirk, yeah Kirk Cousins. <laughs> so that's that. Yeah, I was a little disappointed in their defense today. Um, they ended up winning in overtime. I think they had to score late to make it close. Uh, the Vikings did. Uh, Packers, we already talked about. Detroit, the final score was 41-33. They scored two touchdowns in the fourth, last two minutes of the game yeah. to make that close, but it didn't feel that close at any point in the both, game. Both Cephas, by the way. Were they both Cephas? I knew he had the late one. I thought maybe. Or no, he had, he had the ter- two-point conversion, too. That's what it was. Oh, yeah, the two-point conversion. Okay. Yeah, that's what it was. Good to see him play. Yep. <sighs> yeah, I think at the there was... When Goff had that interception, it's just like, yeah, this is different. <laughs> like, it's, it's a different one, and that kind of put the game away. Again, they had the late points to come back, probably covered with that because they only lost by eight points. Yeah, so I bet that was I bet that was a cover uh, for them. But uh, yeah, I don't know if it's going to be the worst division by by the end of the year. Um, I still think the Bears can be decent. I think <clears throat> Minnesota can be good. I expect the Packers to be good. And Detroit, I guess I, I just poo-pooed their play, but they showed a little more life than I guess I thought they would. I thought this was going to be more like a thirty to ten game. Yeah, forty-one thirty-three. I don't know if that you know that feels better if you're a Lions fan. I guess you can convince yourself of some things in this game because I thought Detroit. You know, we're talking about Jacksonville being one of the worst teams earlier. A lot of people are picking Detroit to be the worst team or record-wise. Ooh, um, familiar territory. So, all right, that's all I had, Marley. Do you have any hot takes or or overreactions you want to test me to see if they're legit or ridiculous? Um, Gronk's the best tight end in football. In football? In football. Currently? <laughs> yeah. Or of all time? Oh, currently. Right now. Right now? God. I think it's kind of if Tom Brady's his quarterback. <laughs> But if you put him like in another offense, I don't think he'd be the best. He'd still be very good. Um, but like if you swapped him and Kelsey, mm-hmm. oh god, who would? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Who would do better if you swapped those two? I still think Kelsey would do better. Kelsey might come up on top. Yeah, I still I think he's. But Gronk is great, and Tom Brady freaking loves using him when he can and. That's a good one. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's all I got because you have. You took. That was a lot of takes, but they were all good. Bravo to you. Yeah. Your take machine. All right. Looking at next week, Marlo, your Bears are playing the Cincinnati Bengals. It, yeah. Yeah. It's the uh, Andy Dalton revenge game. Oh, sure, of course. <laughs> at home. He'll still be starting? He'll he'll still be starting. They're going to give him this game, and then we'll, we'll see. I, I, When's the Bears by? Great question. Do you know? I don't know off the top of my head. Because it's usually that's when they do it. Yeah, usually. I th- mm. But I- I'm encouraged they have 
packages and were able to throw in fields um, in this game for a couple of times. You know, he only he had two pass attempts um, and some rushing. But yeah, the fact that they are getting him into the game plan is encouraging. That's just enough to tease me, right? Just enough to tease me. Like, Ooh, maybe we'll use him. Yeah, he's two for two for ten yards. Yeah. Uh, did what he scored on a option play? Yeah. Is that what happened? Yep. I don't. I don't know if I want him running the ball. It's fine. Um, week ten. You got a week ten bye. Oh yes. Eh. I I watched more of the Vikings. So Viking Bengals were on the same time as uh, Steelers Bills, and I found myself watching Vikings Bengals a lot more than I thought I would. One division game that always pulls me in, but I was really interested to see how Joe Burrow did uh, coming back from his ACL injury. He did pretty well. I was pretty impressed with him, and I. For whatever reason, I'm kind of rooting for Joe Burrow to do well. And obviously will next weekend. <laughs> obviously next weekend. All right, uh, Packers and Marlowe are in Monday Night Football against Detroit. Why is that a Monday Night Football game? I don't know, but it is. Uh, and I'm going to kick myself if it doesn't turn out this way, but feels like a get-right game, right? Yeah, it should be. Should be. Um, you know, put week one behind us. As Roger said today, you got... 16 more. 16 more. I I almost I froze because I was I thought it was 16 and I was like, "Wait. How many games are there?" I had a moment. 16 more. So got to take that attitude. You know, we have our preseason game behind us now. Let's go ahead and beat the shit out of Detroit. That'll be fun. Um Thursday night, we got New York Giants versus Washington football team. Okay. Thoughts on that, Marlo? Ah, uh. excited for it. Yeah, why did, this is the first Thursday, well, I mean, besides the opener, but, like, first Thursday night game. Like, why, yeah. why are these two teams? It sucks. But I'll watch it. Um, yeah. I'll, you know, the New, or, yeah, the New York football Giants versus the football team. Go for it. Nice. I want them to stay football team. I, I think, think it's hilarious. Gonna, like, stay football team. The other eight names they said were terrible. <laughs> they should They should stay football team. And just have, like, a football on their helmet. That'd be hilarious. Uh, <laughs> Giants looked really bad today. I don't even Who did they lose to? They lost. They just, it wasn't even a game. It was very frustrating. Uh, they lost to, don't know, Denver. Oh, Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon had 101 yards on 11 carries and a touchdown. He had, like, a 70-yard run. Good job, Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon's back. Uh, Melvin Gordon got a shout-out, and I was watching the, the yeah, it was, it was the Vikings. No, it was the Bills-Pittsburgh game. Um, they talked about Melvin Gordon? They talked about Melvin Gordon and the Wisconsin offense. Uh, they said, <laughs> what? They were running, the, the Steelers are running, a jet, they're running a jet sweep. And he was telling, they said, uh, Tomlin gave it credit because he was watching the 2012 Big oh. Ten Championship game. Because Matt, no. Uh, yeah, they ran a sweep, because Matt Canada is the OC, right? Yeah, Matt Canada is the OC, but they didn't say that. They said Tomlin saw it, and, oh. <laughs> and they gave credit to him watching the Big Ten, 2012 Big Ten Championship game and running the jet sweep, and the, that was like in Melvin Gordon still running on those jet sweeps from that game, because it was Bob you know, Davis. Was the, you know, I used to hear like, oh, he remembered this because he watched some film of this obscure thing, yeah. and I, and. And I always used to think, like, that's ridiculous. Like, nobody can remember these things. Like, I obviously can't. And then uh, I was just in an interview with Peyton Manning, and he was talking about somebody said they 
ran a blitz they hadn't run before, and he said, actually, they did. They ran it in a preseason game earlier that year. And it's like, how does he remember that that happened? How does he remember that they ran it in the preseason when he's in, like, week 12? Uh, maybe they can remember all these things. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe. It's absolutely unbelievable. I cannot. And, you know, <laughs> obviously, why? one of many reasons why I'm sitting here doing this podcast is I'm playing <laughs> on Sundays. Well. All right, last uh, primetime game, Sunday Night Football, Kansas City Chiefs, Baltimore Ravens. We haven't seen the Baltimore Ravens yet. They play tomorrow night. Uh, on paper, great matchup. Kansas City wins today. Looks like the favorites again against the Cleveland team that was supposed to be, I guess, up and coming, maybe better than them. I know that was a popular upset pick this week. Baltimore has like five players who tore their ACLs in the past two weeks. Not great. Um... Should be a good one, though. I guess. Yeah, I, I hope it's a, I hope it's from fireworks, high scoring, quarterback uh, play, and I'm guessing that's what NBC's wanting too. Don't you feel like? I, where where is everybody on Lamar Jackson? Because I feel like we've all been all in, then we all been all out, we went all in again. Where are we now? I feel I don't even know. Where are you, Marlo? Where is everybody? Are we all in on Lamar, ugh, Lamar Jackson still? Uh, I think we're all in. You want a playoff game, right? So we're all in. Okay, we're all in. Got we're it. All in. I'm back in. Get in. All right. Other than that, Marlo. All right. Packers, Bears, primetime games. Oh, yeah. my link didn't work. Uh oh. We got to find the schedule. Oh boy. Oh boy. Let's get the research team on it, Marlo. Research team. Fixing the link. Fixing the link. Okay. All right. Editor, cut this out. All right, great. Fantastic. All right. Other than that, oh, no, that's week one. Oh, I linked week one, Marlo. You got to go to week two now. Oh, no. That, nah. Okay. Other than that, anything that <laughs> I, got, I found it. Do you want me just to read it to you? Should I read this good? <laughs> would, that be, would, that go, would that go over well? Uh, other than that, anything, <laughs> anything uh, on the schedule that jumps out at you that you uh, are interested to tune in for? Or do you want me to go first while you look? Yeah, at yeah, yeah, you go first. Nice. All right, I'll go first. All right, I'll go first. Dallas, Los Angeles. I expect. I think these are two teams that could be in the playoffs. Um, I'm excited to see more of Dallas. I want to see more Deck Prescott. Looked great against Tampa Bay. I want to continue to see that. And Los Angeles played Washington football team today. They won, but it. I guess they won a game that. I wasn't expecting the whim, so I, I probably should be excited about that uh, from a, a future for the Los Angeles Chargers standpoint. But I still want to see more out of them. Um, obviously, I want them to win more games. But I Herbert was good today. I want. I'm excited to see how good he can be. So I'm excited to see if he can, you know, win this game and beat Dallas, who looked like they could play with the best that were the Buccaneers last week. Um, I think San Francisco. At Philly, hopefully we'll be, you know, I look at that to be a good game. Was the like we you talked about in your take? Jalen Hurts had a good first game. Can he back that up mm-hmm. uh, as a starter? Jimmy Garoppolo had a good game after coming off his injury. Can he keep that going? Or, and where will that land? So I'm looking looking at that one. Yeah, that's that's a great one. Yeah, uh, how many different players can <laughs> Kyle Shanahan score with? Yeah, is an important one. Um, 
Coming off of the national championship game, I was so excited to see where Devonta Smith went. He went to Philadelphia. As I mentioned, not a team I'm particularly interested in rooting for, but I really think he is electric and want to see him do well. He once uh, had six receptions for 71 yards and a touchdown. Uh, I think I'm going to want to see him play every game. He seems absolutely electric, so I will tune into that to watch him. And I guess this Jalen Hurts is going to be throwing him the ball. 27 of 35 for 264 yards today, Jalen Hurts was. Uh, not bad. Not bad. Not terrible. Not bad. Not bad. Devontae Smith scored on, uh, what was it? An, oh, it was an 18-yard pass. I thought it was longer than that. Never mind. Uh, anyway, yeah, good one. Good one, Marlo. Ah, can't wait for another weekend watching football. Anything else on the NFL, Marlo? Your Bears, I think, officially lost now. Officially game over. Winless NFC North. Yep. That's um, right. All the teams have 60 more games to play. I checked. Stat department got on it. They all checked. Nice. Where's that? It's no, I think it was a good week one. It was a fun week one. Um, to yeah, it was a fun week one to get to. So, yeah, it was good. It so I did um, a confidence pool, family confidence pool. Yep. And it was tough because it was good teams against good teams and bad teams against bad teams, which I guess maybe you don't know right now, but like you know, teams expected to be good. Right. We're against teams expected to be good. Uh, and the Packers played the Saints, and that didn't go well. But, you know, you had Jacksonville and Houston, where it's like, okay, I have no confidence in either of these teams. It was a good week. Good matchups. Next week, eh. But we found a couple. We'll watch. We'll watch. All right. All right. You got to see it up, Marlon. Okay. That's it for the <laughs> NFL? <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't know what I, I thought there was more. So we'll uh, we'll move on here. We're going to go to what everyone's been waiting for this whole time. <laughs> everyone's favorite segment, KC's corner kick. All right, Marla. Liverpool with a 3-0 win today over Leeds United. Uh, Mohamed Salah scores his 100th goal today in 162 games. He is the fifth fastest player to do that in the EPL as far as number of games. Um, so that was the highlight of the game. Uh, Mane got one. Uh, Fabinho got one on a corner kick. Uh, so just an impressive win. They took control of the game. They scored relatively early and continued to apply the pressure, got the three goals. The big negative of the game was Elliott had a gruesome injury. And if you're ever wondering why slide tackles from behind are uh, yellow or immediate red cards, this is an example uh, just a slide tackle from behind. His leg got caught and did not end well. Gruesome injury. If you like watching those, look it up. If you don't, don't. Um, I immediately looked away and fast-forwarded to uh, the next. I guess I didn't, couldn't fast-forward, but you know what I mean. Looked away and uh, covered my eyes until they stopped showing it. Um, elsewhere in the Premier League, the favorites won. City, United, Chelsea, they all won. Uh, and I guess the highlight of those was Ronaldo returned to uh, Old Trafford, returned to Manchester United, scoring two goals, so no break in form there. Next week, Liverpool playing Crystal Palace on Saturday. Uh, Crystal Palace no longer my uh, managed by my long-lost relative, um, so a little bit less of a conflict here. Uh, so we'll be full out rooting for Liverpool and then I guess the marquee matchup is Tottenham-Chelsea on Sunday. Tottenham coming off a loss. Uh, Chelsea looking to maintain form. 
those are the weekend games for the corner kick. So I got Marlo. Right. Anything you got? That's scoop it. me on. Scoop me on the no, corner kick. No scoops on the corner kick this week. There's more. I just want Bayern beat RB Leipzig four one. Yeah. It just seems like Bayern's gonna win again. But maybe Leipzig's not the second best team. And someone else is Dortmund doesn't seem like I don't know. It just seems like Bayern's gonna win again, and that is just kind of annoying. Not that they will win, but it seems like they're going to win relatively handily, which is not fun. All right, done. I'm serious this time. All right. All right, so let's go in. Let's uh, finish it off here with our throw-ins. Got some Brewers talk? Brewers talk. Wow, I meant to look this up. I don't remember if this was this week or last week, but it was a magical week. Yeah, for the Brewers. They had a walk-off Grand Slam. I think this was this week. Whatever. doesn't matter. I want to relive it anyway. <laughs> okay. Shh. Walk-off Grand Slam last week. Followed up this week with the franchise's second no-hitter. Um, it was a combined no-hitter. Um, Corbin Burns won eight innings. Josh Hader came on uh, to pitch the ninth. He was the most nervous he was ever coming ever was coming in for a game because he couldn't even give up a hit, you know, to seal the seal the no-hitter, but they pulled it off, second no-hitter in franchise history, and uh, it was the, shoot, ninth this year, which is the most since, like, 1884. So, baseball stat. All right. Brewers are firing on all cinders, Marlo. It's exciting. Yeah, they are, uh, they, they, they are doing well. They're freaking doing it at the right time, right? Um, it'll be exciting to see as, they, as we get you turn it. We're in mid September here, going to be turning yeah. to October. You know what yep. that means? Chili, chili. There you yeah. go. There we go. That's what I'm looking forward to. <laughs> All right. Uh, next thing, I tried to watch F1 this morning. Uh, there weren't any soccer games on, so I I was like, oh, some people have been talking about F1. I'm going to turn this on. And five minutes into it, the two leaders crashed into each other. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I guess I'm done watching F1. They don't understand. And, and that's it. And the announcers are like, we know the two most important people in this race are out, but it's going to be exciting. And I was like, nah, I'm I'm out. Done watching F1. I tried, though. That's all I got. You got any? Um, No, man. I was, you know. Today was a new day. Uh, <laughs> I finally got myself together to get on this podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm at the call there. I got no throw-ins for this week. Okay. Well, I just went on Twitter and Busta Rhymes was trending. Oh, oh, that's not good. I don't. I just something about MTV Awards, maybe. Oh yeah, thing? MTV Awards are going on right now. I they still happen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, happening right now. All right. Well, good thing the Bears game is over, so I can yeah, watch that. You can go tune in. Two different MTV, MTV awards. awards. Do you think I would know anybody? Well, if Buster Rhymes is performing. Is I know him. Performing? He must be back. I don't know. The answer to the okay, question is no. Buster Rhymes, he get, he got the Twitter says he gets the crowd rocking with a show-stopping performance of some of his greatest hits. Oh damn! Do you the think anybody video. there knew who he was? Mm-mm. Whoever goes to the MTV Music Awards, they're like, oh, we know Buster Rhymes. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. I was seven when this song came out. That's how I imagine people at the MTV Movie Awards. Yeah, that's the dude. Like, <laughs> I was created from this song. Um, yeah. <laughs> they get their phones out. They're like, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, that's going to be it for me. As always, guys, you can follow us on Twitter at 132Breeze, myself at MarloJR, Casey at Prof Badger Fan. Be sure to like, share, subscribe. If you like it, your friends will probably too. Casey, that's it for me. You got any last words? Maybe we should just leave the pod running while, while I live react to the MTV Music Awards. Oh, we could do a whole bunch. Just, <laughs> just do like, that. What are they doing? <laughs> yeah. Who is this person? <laughs> oh, man. They are, well, what are they wearing? It'd be fun. I think, well, I don't know. I would have fun. I don't know if anybody else would. So, anyway. Sorry you guys are going to miss out on that. I'm probably not going to do it anyway. So, <laughs> until next time, fellow fans. I hope all your favorite teams win all the sports.